Hi everyone, this is Jessica Chen and you are listening to the Communicating Confidently podcast. Each episode is meant to teach and inspire you to find new ways to level up your speaking skills. Because here's the truth, it's possible and I'm so thrilled you're here. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit the follow button and share this episode with your friends and family. Now let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Communicating Confidently podcast. Today's episode is about how to show up and speak up confidently. My guest is Amy Bateman, and she's the founder of the e-learning platform Career Cakes. But prior to that, she was in recruitment and talent management. So figuring out how to better show up and speak up and position yourself is something that Amy knows a lot about. We're going to be talking about how you can develop that confidence. What's the difference between confidence and courage and how we can better showcase ourselves, especially when we are feeling nervous. We have so much to talk about. Let's get into it. Hi, Amy. How are you doing? Yeah, really good. Really good. Nice to, nice to be here. We have over 200 people who are dialed in from all over the world, Amy. It is so fantastic. Amazing. So I, I didn't, I gave a quick intro of who you are, but please tell the audience who you are and the work that you do. Yes. Okay. So, um, so for the last 20 years, I can't believe it's been 20 years since I graduated from university. Um, it, it's just flown by, but um, I started in recruitment. So I went straight into um, corporate recruitment. So I did that for about 10, 11 years. And then the credit crunch hit in 2010, 2011. We had loads of really talented people that were out of work um, through no fault of their own. And, uh, and I just started a YouTube channel to just help people not need recruiters, right? They were coming into our offices and we were like, we haven't got any jobs. So I just made this channel called Career Cake because I didn't have the guts or the confidence to communicate my value and call it Amy Bateman. So I hid behind the, the brand of Career Cake because I like cake. Um, that's literally the only thought that went into it. And started making YouTube videos to help people go out there and find their voice and communicate their value in a very, very tough market space. Um, that got quite big. I got to about 38 million hits on YouTube. And then we decided that we were going to turn that into an e-learning platform, So, um, which is what I did. So I, and I ran that as, um, as an award-winning training company, helping people within their careers, again, find their voice and communicate their value. And that was acquired by... A, a wonderful company, uh, a talent um, development company last year. And, and now I, I focus my time back to my roots, really, which is helping individuals as a coach, um, helping people within their career feel seen, heard and valued because you deserve to be, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about you helping people feel seen be valued. Now that's actually at the heart of what I want to talk about today because I have no doubt the over 250 of us who are here right now, we all work hard. We consider ourselves maybe ambitious, right? We care about our career and we want to get recognized for it. Nobody wants to do work and it be ignored. So let's just kick off this conversation, Amy. And I want to start off by asking you this question. You know, for those who are working, and they're working really hard, but maybe they don't feel like they're being appreciated at work. Mm-hmm. People maybe don't listen to their ideas, their ideas get dismissed. You know, if you ever are working with somebody like that, what would be some advice you'd give them if they feel perhaps very demotivated right now? 
Yeah, well, a lot of these things go back to the roots, which is is courage and confidence. So um, we've all, we've all, so let's just talk about the fact that if you're in a job that's not the right job for you, right? We've all been there, hands up, who's had a job where you come home from work, you put your phone on silent, you've got literally nothing to give because all day, nobody saw you, nobody heard you, nobody valued you. That is the worst, the worst feeling. If you're going eight hours a day somewhere where people don't see you, it's awful. I remember I had a job like that. Um, I put up with it for just over a year. You could probably have a look at my LinkedIn profile to kind of figure out which one that was. But so I used to have to listen to um, Usher pop your collar. Do you remember that song? <laughs> I, used to, I used to have to listen to that about five times in the morning just to have the confidence to walk into the office. Because I felt like as soon as I walk in there, nobody, nobody will value me. So I think those type of positions, I think it's okay to quit. Sorry. But I think in those types of positions where you're using them as maybe a, looking at a stepping stone to another organization where people do value you and you do, that's fine. But if we're talking about a role where you genuinely are happy, you do want to stay there and you think maybe it's a communication issue, well, that's a very, very different caliphate. So let's just talk, let's just assume that that's what you're talking about. I think one of the biggest things is to find the courage internally to look at it starts with you. So I often have a friend that runs a coaching company which says it always starts with you. So rather than look at that person isn't seeing this, that person that overspoke to me in a meeting, that person didn't promote me, that person didn't do, think about, and it quite, it might be their fault, right? Like it might be, but let's always, it starts with us. It starts, let's take responsibility and control the things that we can control and look at how you're showing up. Could you have communicated that a bit better? They're not mind readers. Maybe you need to explain something a bit more to somebody. And a lot of that stuff comes from having the courage to speak up and advocate for yourself. So ask yourself, why aren't you doing that? And it's very likely that some time in your career, previously you've advocated for yourself and it didn't go very well. It, it, you know, you might be rejected or it, the outcome didn't go as, as well as, as you hoped. So now you have this fear of advocating for yourself in, internally. So you want to have a look at that. Like, where is that coming from? And maybe that happened and it wasn't a work environment. It might have been a personal environment. It might have been a relationship you were with or something that happened in your childhood. But again, start with thinking, why is this happening? Because it's so much easier to overcome something if you know why it's happening. So really, what's true for you? Look at your experiences. And then when you look at that experience and you think, what can I change this time? How are things different this time? And I think looking at your intrinsic motivators, ensuring that the desire to be seen, to be heard, to be valued, the outcome that you want is greater than the fear of speaking up. And that comes from ensuring that you are motivated for this outcome. Um, and there are various little things that you can do, which I always advise people to do to ensure that uh, that becomes very clear in your mind. So it's interesting because you talked about a few things and I want to rehash that here. So a lot of it is we also have to get good at advocating for yeah. ourselves. Advocating for ourselves, and I'll definitely tell you, you know, it's funny because that is a topic I speak a lot about, how we can be better advocates for ourselves. Because at the end of the day, here's the truth. Nobody is going to advocate for us better than we can advocate 
We cannot expect other people, our manager, our team to talk about the work that we do. We have to do it ourselves. But I understand, you know, culturally for many people, like I'm Asian, we weren't taught to talk about our work. You know, you don't want to be showing off. You don't want to be boasting, right? People generally don't like that. So actually, there's an art to advocating. And I talk about this all the time uh, here on LinkedIn as well. Mm. By the way, if you don't already follow my work or Amy's work on LinkedIn, feel free to follow us. I talk a lot about communications and advocating. But here's the thing I want everybody to know about advocating. Anytime you talk about your work, which we have to do, you have to start by talking about why it's beneficial for others. Mm -hmm. How is the work that you did helpful to the team? What problem did it solve? Who did it help? I guarantee if you start by talking it like that, people will be like, ooh, wow, that's actually pretty good. You don't want to say, look at me, look at me, right? You want to start with others. Amy, do you have something similar similar to this? Yeah, and we always say that it's what's in it for me. It's always, it, it, you're constantly selling, even if you're, you know, it's, it's a case of what's in it for me. And that's the difference between selling features and selling benefits. So whenever you're telling, like the feature of this chair I'm sat on is that it's padded. The benefit is I can sit on it for an hour and not get a number. So whenever you're communicating anything, you always want to sell the benefit, not the feature. So you're absolutely right. And I think that one of the things... Um, that I talk to people about when you when you genuinely want to be seen or heard in a situation, whether it's a meeting that's important to you and you want to make sure that this time you're going to speak up, you're not going to stay silent or that promotion that you want to go for or the fact that actually I think I am the right person to lead on that project. Whatever it is that you're putting yourself forward for, you're feeling the fear. Ask yourself three questions. And the first question is, and I always start with others. So I'm really glad that you just said that. So the first question is, how will other people benefit from me doing this thing? So you want to really visualize and focus on the positive outcomes of you powering through this fear and getting it done anyway. How will other people benefit? That could be your friends. That could be your family. If you do this thing, will you get promoted? Will you get noticed? Will it help with your career development? Does that mean you might have a pay rise and move to a better house? Like, be able to care for people. Will your colleagues um, take inspiration from you? It could be strangers on the internet that you don't even know. If you do this thing, will you be able to hopefully inspire them or educate them? So always really think about how will other people benefit. Number two, how will the business benefit? And you just touched on this really briefly. Um, and they te this tends to be quite easy, straightforward, commercial answer. You know, it's linked to productivity, innovation, saving money, cost effectiveness, that kind of thing. Will it help? you know, get an edge on your competitors, all that kind of thing. How will the benefit business benefit? And then the third one, which is where I really like people to spend the most time because our intrinsic motivators are our most powerful, is how will you benefit if you do this thing? And ask yourself how, if I do this thing, will I then, how will you benefit financially? How will you benefit emotionally? Will you go home feeling like a rock star because you finally spoke up or you got noticed? Will you go to bed feeling really proud of yourself? Um, how will you benefit socially? Will you now be invited into rooms that you otherwise wouldn't have had access to? Will you be able to build relationships with colleagues and co-workers that wouldn't have known your name otherwise? Um, 
Will it uh, help your brand? That kind of stuff. So always think about if there's something big, and it doesn't need to be big in the grand scheme of things. It doesn't mean like quick starting a company, writing a book, you know, it doesn't need to be big, big. It could just be big to you. It could be speaking up in a meeting, going for a promotion, speaking to my boss about that issue that's been on my mind for the last three months. You know, that's kind of stuff. Three questions. How will other people benefit? How will your business benefit? How will you benefit and then really use that to build and clarify this internal motivation so that you can find the courage to advocate for yourself in that moment. So you just shared what I call a framework. And for everybody who's listening right now, I want you to take note of this because, Amy, what you just said is how everybody should think about framing their communications when they want to advocate for themselves. It's talking about the benefit to the team, talking about the benefit to the business, and then you talk about yourself. I think a lot of people get it flipped a little bit where they start with, Look at how amazing I am. But then that isn't the way to get people to listen, right? You always have to start with the other side because at the end of the day, people need to understand this. Why should I care? Mm -hmm. They will never ask you or say that question out loud. Why should I care? But you, as a good communicator, you have to be able to answer that question. So really quickly, I want to do a quick reset right now for those who are joining. It is so fantastic to see over 200 of you dialed in right now from all over the world. I'm here with my friend, Amy Bateman, and we're talking about communications, speaking up at work, advocating for yourself, building that speaking confidence. I actually want to ask the audience a question um, before we move on to our next question really. So the question I have for the audience and feel free to open your chat function. I know there's already a whole um, conversation happening here, but when you do speak up, how do you typically feel? If you can write your answer in the chat function, when you think about speaking up at work and talking about your ideas or talking about the work that you do, how do you generally feel? Let us know in the chat function. Is it nervous? Is it proud? Is it uh, flustered? I would love to know. Okay, Amy. So because this is a communications show, Soulcast Media, we're all about communications. If you ever are working with somebody who is, I just don't feel confident at work. I just don't feel confident in my ability, maybe because I'm more junior or because people made me feel not confident. What do you typically say to these folks? Welcome to the club. <laughs> like, that's part of the gig. Like, deal with it. Like, Nobody said that you were going to wake up every morning feeling confident. It's not like we didn't go to confidence school to become CEOs and, and progress in our career. Every single person that you admire still probably has days where they don't feel confident. Being scared and terrified and being confident are three things that you can experience in. You can experience all those three things in, 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 in the same day. You're not one or the other. We are all complex human beings, right? I'm confident. You put me in a room in the morning, I'm I'm killing it, right? I am I'm, I'm on fire. Ten minutes later, put me in another room, and I could be terrified. So, and that's normal. That's fine. What you can be consistent with is not confidence. It's courage. 
So that's finding the strategies that even in those moments where you don't feel confident, you still get the job done because you're courageous. So you do it regardless of whether you're confident or not. That's the secret to having a wonderfully fulfilling career, actually. Yeah, courage, not confidence. That's what you want. I love that. It's not about trying to achieve this feeling of confidence. I think confidence is one of those things that happens the more you do something. Exactly. The more comfortable you are at doing something, exactly. you will naturally be more confident. But you're saying, okay, instead, let's think about courage. And yeah. I like that word so much because courage to me is action. Yeah. That's an action word in my book where you are thinking now, what can I do? What steps can I take? Who can I talk to to help build up my confidence? Because yeah. I don't think confidence, I mean, hey, there's probably some people out there who are naturally confident. They have a huge ego. Most of the time, people don't even like to be around those kind of people who are so, I don't know, like just showing off. It's always about them, right? But even those people, if you put them in a situation where it's new and they might not have done it before, There'll be, a, there'll be a moment where they're not confident. And like exactly what you just said, confidence comes from doing something over and over and over again. Um, so yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, I'm looking at the comments that are coming in and so many people, when I ask that question, when you have to speak up at work, how is it that you're feeling? Holly, you're saying scared. Let's see. Amy, you're saying nervous. Stacy, worried. Raphael, awesome. <laughs> okay, I love the positivity, yeah. Raphael. Love it, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Grace, nervous. Um, Patrick, somewhat exposed, all eyes on me. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, talk about speaking up in front of other people. You know, people who you're comfortable one-on-one -on -one with, because you're now speaking to a group, it's suddenly like everybody else is, is, is like the senior VP now. It's like they're a whole different person. But no, these are people who you typically would talk to anyways, right? And that's actually one of the things I want to talk about, Amy. Sometimes I feel when it comes to speaking up, we can get so hyper-focused on people's titles. Oh, the yes. The senior VP, the mm. director, the CEO. And because we're so focused on, I'm talking to these executives, we get even more nervous. But here's my, th and this is what I have to say about this. You have to humanize the experience of talking to that group of people. Don't think you're talking to the senior VP, the director, the CEO, the, the, the CIO, or whoever. Think of it as you're talking to Jessica, you're talking to Amy, you're talking to Ben, you're talking to Jennifer. I think that truly makes a huge difference. Amy, what do you, what do you think about this? Yeah, brilliant advice. Yeah. So um, I fronted a campaign with LinkedIn. Um, it, we're going on maybe even like a decade ago. It was quite a long time ago. In fact, I think the video is on my YouTube channel. Um, and we, LinkedIn did this thing in the UK where they, in, they interviewed, I think it was like 5,000 professionals across various sectors. And I can't remember the stats. I would need to go back and check because I'm like 10 years ago. I've slept since then. So I've clearly forgotten. But it was something crazy. Like 80% of people on LinkedIn wouldn't connect with somebody if they had a more senior job title than them because they would be scared. And I see this a lot because I tend to help people with career changes. So looking for a job. You see a title and you're like, oh, they must, they must be better than me. No. 
also happens when you see somebody um, that has more experience than you. Just to know that if somebody has 10 years more experience than you, doesn't mean they're better than you because they could have been doing it wrong for 10 years. Like, that's, that's, not, that's not true. Also, if they're older than you, that you must think, oh, they must be better than me. No, I've been in lots of rooms with people that are older than me that I don't think are smarter than me on a particular topic. Um, and I've been in rooms with people that are half my age that are super smart and can run rings around me. So all of these things, I think, is worth remembering. But what I tend to do with people is the humanizing thing, which you just said, which I absolutely love. I tend to do this with people. Imagine that person at home on the weekend with their husband, their wife or their kids play. You know, I always think, oh, yeah, he's got a big fancy job title, but he might have left a wet towel on the bathroom floor this morning and his wife told him off. You know, like we've all got people in our lives, no matter who you are. You could be a career rock star. You get home. Your kids are on your case. You know, your husband's nagging you because you didn't do the shopping or whatever. Like they're just people. So I always try to imagine people or again, something else I like to do, imagine them and look at their career on LinkedIn, look at their first job. So go straight back. If you're intimidated by them and you're looking at their LinkedIn profile, you think, oh God, this person's amazing. Go back, go back 20 years and look at their first job. I bet it was exactly the type of job that you did or you're doing now. Like we're all on a journey. So, um, but again, a lot of this stuff comes back to the more courageous and confident you build on that intrinsic motivator, you, you're building, I suppose, your foundation. Eventually, you're gonna get you're gonna get to the point where nobody scares you and you don't, you very, very you're almost bulletproof. And that's and that's where you want to be. But it takes time, it takes time. I love your story about how, you know, you look at people who have all these fancy titles, but at the end of the day, they are really just people like, you know, for example, you know, I'm a mom, I have a one-year-old and, you know, maybe after this, I'm going to go change his dirty diaper. Yeah. I've got my, just... I, I had like, I was on a billboard, right? Because I was this like CEO of this tech company. We raised all this investment. I was on the back of a bus. I was on a bus and I'm like, I literally, I'm, I'm literally like, I'm, I'm, I'm not that person. Like I've got a nine month old baby, you know, I'm, I'm changing diapers or, or nappies as we call them. You know, I'm picking up dog poo in the garden, you know, at two o'clock in the morning in my pajamas. Like it's just, we're just people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, and that's what I want everybody to feel. And this is really kind of like the heart of what I want to talk about. It's like when we think about speaking up, it's humanizing the experience and just remembering, right? Um, we're all people at the end of the day. If you get nervous, you're thinking about your next meeting. Don't think about, oh, I'm so nervous. Think about how I can just approach this. Now, Amy, you, you mentioned something that I want to focus on, and this is understanding people's intrinsic mm. motivation. That is a powerful thing. Mm -hmm. And here, before we dive into that topic, I actually want to open it up to the audience again. Here's my question for you. And please let us know in the chat function. If you think about what you are motivated by, what gets you up in the morning? Why do you do the things that you do? What are you motivated by? Let us know in the chat function. Is it, are you motivated by being able to learn new things? by being able to provide for your family. Hey, make more money. That's a huge motivation for a lot of people. Buy that house. Or is it just to continuously meet more people? What are you motivated by? Now, I know this is a very 
honestly, it's a very big question. And I think for a lot of people, they're thinking, wait, I don't know. I never really thought about this. Mm-hmm. But take this, take this time that we have together and think about that right now. Because I feel like just having this minute or two to evaluate is huge. So I see a lot of folks who are writing, Michael, my team, somebody does say money, passion. I get up in the morning to create social impact. Lauren, having a positive impact. Cecilia, doing a good job. Education loan. Yeah, maybe because we have to work because we have to pay off our loans. That is a very real situation. Um, Let's say motivated to move closer to my goals. And yes, provide for my family. Inspiring people. Wow, I'm just honestly so impressed with how thoughtful a lot of these these comments are Amy I'd like to go deeper though so I think that um so these are absolutely true and so we've got um wanting to um inspire others help others I think there was social impact why so what you want to do is you're they're all questions that are true answers that are true but they're here what you want to do is really understand why is that important so if you have money why is money important to you so money is a massive motivator for me it's like right up there um why is many motivated why is many a motivator for me why is the money why do you want social impact because when i walk in a room i want to feel important why do you want to feel important because i've been in a situation where i've walked in rooms and i didn't feel important when was that when i was a, this isn't true for me for example but were you bullied at school did you have did you grow up in a, in a household where money wasn't available and you saw the impact that had on on your life, livelihood and, and your experiences, and you don't want that for your children. So all of making a difference, Winston, brilliant, why? So I would ask yourself, why is making a difference important? Who who do I want to make a difference to? And really digging, like literally, like dig deeper, 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 deeper. And that's, and be really honest, you don't even need to share that with anyone. This, you don't even need to tell anybody, but really getting to the depth of it and, 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 and knowing yourself, really, truly knowing and understanding yourself so that when you wake up in the morning and, and it's going to be a bad day, but you know you've got to power through and do it anyway, that's, that's the stuff that's going to get you out of bed in the morning. Um, so really, I would challenge you all to just dig, 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 dig. To be honest, a lot of you probably know, but you just didn't want to write it on a public chat, which is fine. But, um, but yeah, that's just, that's just what I wanted to, to add to that. You know, as I was reading the comments of all the folks who are sharing, you know, I'm motivated by my dreams, have new experiences and learn new things. Um, let's see, helping people around me. I'm thinking about what I'm motivated by. So mm-hmm. obviously, you all know, at Soulcast Media, we, we're a communications company. So we help folks with communications, public speaking. We have a lot of courses to teach folks this. And trust me, when I first started Soulcast Media, I was like, why? Why am I doing this? What am I motivated by? And I think back to sitting in meetings with two, three, 10, 15 people. And I would look around and I would always see that there were always just maybe two or three or four people dominating the conversation. And I would see other people who are more quiet, who would not say anything in a meeting. And it would honestly just frustrate me so much because you know what? I used to be that quiet person and I would be so frustrated because I was like, 
why aren't we including more people into this conversation? But also, why are the more quiet folks not speaking up? And I feel like there's so much knowledge, insight, expertise left on the table because we don't include them in the conversation. So to me, I'm motivated by teaching people communication skills because I understand that struggle. I used to be that quiet person. And let me tell you, learning how to be a strategic communicator changed my life. And I'm not just saying that, but it's not just, hey, speak up in a meeting. It's like, how do you do it? And that's really the foundation of the work that I do, Amy. And, and by the way, for those who don't know, we I have a lot of LinkedIn learning courses. Amy, I think you're also on LinkedIn learning too, right? Mm -hmm. Your course. Yeah. So, you know, you can go to our LinkedIn learning courses. We have all a bunch of stuff to learn. Or you can just go to, you know, my website, soulcastmedia.com. We have a lot of communications courses that you can take. So that's what I'm motivated by. Amy, what are you motivated by? Um, so I'm going to go a little bit deep because I've done the work, right? Um, but I spent the majority of my teenage years growing up in foster care. So I moved different foster homes throughout my childhood and, and didn't have a lot of confidence. In fact, I had zero confidence and scraped, managed to get to university, but not because I particularly wanted to go to university, but I just... It was a way out of the system for me. Like a lot of um, children that are living, young, fabulous, awesome young people that are living in care. Um, so I also had this really deep-rooted vibe that you know nobody's coming to rescue me. There's no, there's no, there's nowhere for me to go. There's no one looking after me. You've got to live the life you make, not the life you're given, kind of thing. So and then I got my first job, which was in recruitment, and and all of a sudden I got really judged growing up. I was always the care kid. I was banned from our shop just because, oh, she's in foster care, she must be trouble. I'd never stolen anything, but you just have this, when people demonize what they don't understand in, in 25 to 30 years ago in a little fishing village in Pembrokeshire in West Wales, people were like, she's in care, she must be trouble, but I wasn't. So I was judged loads and then all of a sudden I got this job and I was really good at it. I was really good at selling people and getting people jobs. So I made loads of commissions. So obviously I made the company loads of money. So they really liked me. So all of a sudden I was being judged from a completely different perspective and it felt amazing. I, you know, I, these levels of self-esteem started growing in my body and I was like, I actually think I like myself and I'd never felt that before. So, and I thought, if you put somebody in a position where for eight hours a day, they're seen, heard, and valued, it will impact everything else in their life. They will then have better friendships, better relationships. They'll, you know, all this kind of stuff. They'll show up everywhere else. So there'll be better mums, dads, brothers, sisters. Um, somebody on the comments, um, I've forgotten your name, but I read it really quickly. When you're happy at home, when you're happy at work, you're happy at home. That is why I do what I do. So, um, because I know the impact it had on me. So I'm not a life coach, I'm not a relationship coach. But if I can get you into a plate, into a job with eight hours a day, they see you, it will impact everything else in your life. And that's, and everyone deserves that. Every single person on this planet deserves that. Um, so that's why I do what I do. I think even just talking about this topic of motivation and what's really inside all of us is actually part of building that courage and that confidence to speak up in meetings. And it's so amazing. And by the way, I hope everybody's also reading the amazing conversations that are happening in the chat function. Now, really quickly, I want to let you all know that on the screen right now, we have the VIP pass. So for those who are not familiar with the VIP pass, anything that I'm saying, Amy's saying that resonates with you, Actually, at the end of this, 
we compile all our show notes and we email it to you directly. So all the golden nuggets, that's what I call them, all the golden nuggets of things that we've talked about will be emailed you to directly. So you don't have to worry about taking down notes. What's also great about the VIP pass is it's not just for this event. It's for all our Soulcast Media Live events. And I'll let you know, we do this every week, every other week or so. So if you ever miss one of these, the VIP pass gets you access to all our show notes. Because I know sometimes it can be hard to jump on and, and watch these, but these are always so valuable. So Amy, I want to ask you another question about communications. And that's this one actually has to do with public speaking, because I know that there was some of this kind of going on in the chat. I saw and that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are asking about public speaking. So actually right now, before I ask you this question, Amy, for those watching, when you think about your public speaking skills, how would you rate it? One to 10. One is being, I hate it, get me out of here. Don't, don't tell me to speak in public. 10 is no problem. Sign me up. I got this. I want to ask everybody, where do you feel when it comes to public speaking and your skills? Are you one or are you somewhere in between or are you 10? Just put in a number in the chat function. I'd be really curious to see what our audience thinks about public speaking and just kind of where you feel like even your skills are at right now. So Amy, for those who are very nervous about public speaking, because it has to do with speaking about work sometimes too, um, what are some tips that you give people on public speaking and speaking in public? Well, I'm definitely not a public speaking expert. I would... I would throw this back at you um, because I bet your advice is definitely um, relevant here. So I will just give a little bit of what I do. So one, if it's an in, whether it's in person or whether it's online, like for example, tonight, for example. Um, and by the way, I'm at a 10. I used to be at a three, but obviously I've, I've, I've done it so much over the years that I'm okay with it. So even if guys, even if you're at a five, I can see a three there. I can see a one, Robert, you're a one. Um, you might not be a one forever is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but I like to familiarize myself with the room. So when I used to do a lot of face-to-face -face stuff pre-pandemic, I would um, work the bar, go to the toilet, chat to people in the, you know, the, like your handbag, where did you come from? And the more you push yourself to familiarize yourself with, go early, have lunch. Even if they said, you don't have to come for lunch, come after us, go to the lunch, you know, see the people. Um, and when you're on that stage, there'll be two or three people that you've chatted to, even if it was only for two minutes at the coffee the coffee bar. Uh, and you kind of feel like you're not talking to strangers. I do it online too. So I'll have a look, see who's going to events that I'm speaking at. And then I'll connect with a few people, have a few messages, a few, uh, I call them touch points. And then once you've had a couple of touch points, it just makes it so much easier because, again, you're talking to friends. Um, there's a few people that were on the list to come tonight that I saw were in the same space as me and I connected to and we had lovely little conversations before tonight. And I'm like, no, I'm just speaking to friends. So it's less nerve, less nerve wracking. And then the last thing that I will say um, is music is a massive thing for me. So I've done a lot of training um, and coaching with professional sports people. That's what I did for a really part, large part of my career. And who use strategically use music and playlists to motive to strategically change the way that they they feel. So music makes us feel things. We know that when we go and on a girls night out or big night out, we put our tunes on. Um, or they play Christmas songs 
in the shops to make us spend more money, you know. So, but being really strategic and having a, a, a game song. In fact, I was doing something quite scary, quite big in my career last week, and I downloaded the Succession. Don't know if anybody here has been watching Succession. Um, but I, I downloaded the theme tune because I think that's really powerful. So if anyone out here has got a game song, a song that makes you feel untouchable, it's your like, yes, song, um, then get your playlist and listen to that before you, you get on stage. That's something that uh, I would advise. Okay, Amy, you just shared a, f a lot of great tips for folks who would deal with those nerves. And hopefully this actually answers some of the questions. So you were talking about, number one, Actually, if you are afraid of public speaking, maybe having more one-on-one -on -one conversations right before the presentation so it can just remind you of, hey, you know, I'm just having a conversation with that person. I've already talked to that person. So now suddenly standing up in front of them doesn't feel so scary, right? So you talked about having, you know, talking to them um, on the side or in the restroom or commenting. That just kind of helps, again, humanize the experience. The other thing that you talked about that I love is having a good music. <laughs> and I never thought about it that way, but having music where you can pump you up a little bit. So let me, here's my thoughts on public speaking. And by the way, I actually have a whole course on public speaking. If you go to our website, soulcastmedia.com, and then you go under services, courses, there's an update. I actually just updated this course. It's called Mastering public speaking. Oh, great. So anybody, if anybody wants to check that out, it's on the website right now. We just updated it. But here's my tip when it comes to public speaking. It always gets easier the more you do it. The first few times are always going to be so scary. I know. I used to feel this way too. But the more that you do it, Amy, you mentioned that you were maybe like a three, now you're a 10. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. But the reason why you probably feel more comfortable is because you're doing it more. So for those who are watching who are like, oh my God, I just can't, start by maybe speaking in what I call low stakes situations where maybe you're only talking to two people, three people, but just get used to standing up and presenting. Because if you do it that way, you start with two or three people, and then suddenly you're speaking more to five to 10 people, that small increment really does help. Instead of just you being thrown into a huge room and you never doing this before, that can be very scary. So here's my challenge, honestly, for people. Find those opportunities. When somebody, if your manager asks, does anybody want to do a presentation on A, B, and C? Raise your hand. Here's also why it's so important. Public speaking is how you can build visibility. I know, Amy, you and I didn't really talk about visibility too much, but here's the truth. People who are visible get opportunities. People who are visible are top of mind. So when opportunities do come up, they go, oh, wait, didn't Amy just talk about this the other day? Or didn't Jessica just say something? Because you said something, because you were visible, now people are going to remember you. Today, we're talking about showing up and speaking up confidently. But at the end of the day, if you cannot speak up, people won't remember you. Amy, do brilliant you have any advice. thoughts on this? Brilliant, 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 brilliant. I love that. I've never thought about it, and, I've, and I and I think that's brilliant advice. What you just said about the low stake. So I do. I talk about this when you go to networking events. This people that you really want to speak to, don't speak to them first. Work the room. Obviously, everybody matters, right? Everyone's important, but maybe from a career point of view, speak to the people that don't 
actually matter to your career as much. Um, so you're warming up. But I've never, ever thought about it for a public speaking. I think that's fantastic. Do those small, less important, where the stakes are lower, um, presentations so that when the bigger, more visible ones come around, you're more... Because Alfred's just messaged now. Alfred, you've just said you're a public speaker and the more you did it, the better you got. Like, that's 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 true, right? Absolutely. So I love that advice, um, Jessica. I think it's fantastic. One other thing I would say, and this is a little bit related to public speaking, but if you want to speak up in meetings and let's say you're very nervous, I actually always encourage folks to speak up earlier rather than later. How many times have we sat in a meeting and we are like, oh, I want to say something. And then you don't say it. And then the time, the conversation moves away. If you have something and you feel that urge, grasp it take advantage of that energy because usually it's that surge of energy, right? When you have an idea, you're like, oh, I have an idea. That's a surge in energy that you want to be like, okay, let me just say it. Don't, I think sometimes for us thinkers, we just ruminate. Mm. Is that good? Is that smart? Will I sound funny, right? We start to doubt ourselves. If you are thinking something, if you have a question, chances are people are thinking about it too. But you want your voice to be heard, not the other person. Because at the end of the day, we talked about it's being visible. Do you have any other thoughts on this, Amy? Yeah, and I think, and, and, and we know research has told us that introverts tend to do that more. And um, so, um, which is actually a really good thing, because it. the thing is with introverts is that um, you're, and I'm an introvert too, so you think a lot, you live in your head a lot, you overthink things, which can be a negative, but it can also be a really positive as well, because it means that you... You notice the people, like you said, you notice the people in the room that aren't speaking, your 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 active listening skills. You don't just listen to what people say, you also listen to people that aren't saying anything. Um, so being an introvert, actually, you can progress in your career, not despite being an introvert. You can have a brilliant career because you're an introvert. I always think introverts have these superpowers. Um, but just be really, really careful that it is, it is something that... Um, staying in your head and overthinking. Because how many times have we been in a room where somebody says something and you've thought... Oh, I was just about to say that. So, um, so yeah, I think that's great advice. Yeah. Here's another thing about speaking up. Nobody's going to give you permission to do it. You have to find that opportunity for yourself. You cannot wait for somebody to be like, Jessica, do you have a thought on this? That mm -hmm. probably will never happen. So that means we have to carve out that opportunity for ourselves. Now, one other tip that I would like to share with folks is sometimes you don't even have to say anything profound as part of speaking up. Sometimes all you have to do is just say, that's a great idea, Amy. Mm. That's an interesting point. Literally just saying that, again, can help you practice using your voice. Sometimes mm. we get so stuck of it has to only be the right thing. It has to be the right idea, right? You have to get out of that mentality. And again, nobody's going to give you permission to do it. And a lot of the times when people go into meetings as well, this is more specific around just meetings, not so relevant with public speaking. But if, you, if you're if you the person that goes into a meeting and you think, oh, I wish I just contributed more into meetings, a lot of people, especially early on in their career, so Career Cape, the business that I founded and we scaled that and sold it, we specifically focused on the first 15 years of people's career. So that first decade when you're still building your self-awareness, your emotional intelligence, your confidence, your courage, all that kind of stuff. And it was something that a lot of people had real issues with, which was speaking up in meetings. 
And we would always say to people is that focus on the material rather than the audience. So we'll focus because you go into a meeting and you're so focused, not on the topic of what you're actually talking about, like the problem you're all there to talk about. They would focus on the individuals and the personalities and the dynamics of the people in the room. And it's like, that's not necessarily the place where you need to focus. Focus on the material, focus on the topic, focus on your idea, focus on, like you said earlier, how you communicate the value and the benefit to the business. So when you're in the room, you're an expert on the topic, you're not worrying about the people sat around the table so much. And then that can help you um, in that moment when you have that urge to just power through because you're you're pulled by the topic rather than the, the people sat around the table. Yeah. And that's a great point, Amy. It's like for anybody who gets nervous, it's trusting that you know what you're talking about, right? Don't, you know what you're talking about. You know, something other people don't know. So if you need to write a post-it note to remind yourself, Hey, I got this, put it a post-it note, put it next to your computer. So you remember, and it can help you give that confidence. So I want to say we've been chatting for, oh my gosh, uh, close to 45 minutes now. And it's so great to see everybody still dialed in. Now, as we start to wrap up here, Amy, um, I want to ask you kind of this last question of if there's any advice you would give folks in regards to communication, speaking up, what would that be? Now, before we even do that, I did see some folks of who are asking, how can I get this recording? So first of all, we have our VIP communications pass, which is what you see on the screen. It has all our show notes. So if you want our show notes and not have to watch all these workshops, all these episodes, please get that. It's once you're a VIP pass holder, you're a VIP pass holder for life. So it's actually very, very awesome. I would encourage that, but go onto our website, soulcastmedia.com slash tips, because that's also where we announce all our upcoming workshops. So Amy, do you have any tips, something that you'd want people to walk away with of how they can be better communicators? Yeah. So, okay. Um, I didn't even ask me this, but I do have something. So that's lucky, isn't it? So I actually, um, this is the topic of my TED talk, which was the biggest prison that people live in is the fear of what other people think. And I'll say that one more time. The biggest prison that we live in, me included, all of us, is the fear of what other people will think. So sometimes not taking action, not speaking up, not putting ourselves in that position is because we're worried about what people will think. So getting over that has been the biggest lesson in my career. So when it comes to communicating, if you can make sure that you're speaking your truth, not the truth of the person whose payroll you're sat on, not the the person that you met at that networking event or your friends and family or whatever, your truth, that you, you totally, totally back that what you're saying is true for you and it matters to you, then that's important because if you just live by people's compliments, it's like, oh, well, I said something, but loads of people said it was good or I did a presentation and loads of people said it was really good, so that's fine. I feel good because everybody said it was good. If you, like, that's nice, right? Like, that's lovely, but that's dangerous because if you live by people's compliments, you will die by their criticisms. So what I mean by that is if you do a presentation but you know that it was good, but the feedback wasn't so good, or people go, oh, I didn't like that so much, but you're still proud of yourself, that's okay. But if you don't really value your own judgment and your own opinion, your opinion of you, then that's where the real power lies, because otherwise you'll go somewhere and you'll get negative feedback. 
or you'll get a response and go, oh, she didn't communicate that very well or she could have articulated that a bit better. Then you'll go home and you'll feel rubbish. Never prioritise other people's opinions of yourself above your own opinion of you. I think that is really, really important. And yeah, you want to take feedback and all that kind of stuff and listen and improve. But ultimately, your opinion of you is what matters more than anything. I hope people feel motivated after hearing that. And here's what I'll add. At the end of the day, we cannot please everybody. We cannot make every single person happy. As long as we do good work, have good intentions, want to keep learning, that's the best we can do. It's so easy for us to want to make sure everybody's happy, to please everybody. But at the end of the day, the only person you're going to disappoint is yourself. So do the best you can, have good intentions, keep learning, be open-minded. That's all we can really hope for. Amy, I'm so happy that we had this time together. Everybody who stayed on, we still have so many people who stayed on the entire time. I want to say I'm so grateful Amy, how can people follow you, get in contact with you if they have any questions? Okay, so um, you can follow me. I've sold my business last year. I have nothing to sell you. There's no, like, so, you know, just connect with me on LinkedIn and say hi. That would be enough. That would be lovely. Um, send me a connection request. I'm also on YouTube. I've just started a new YouTube channel. Um, so you can, so it's, and it's Amy with an A-I-M-E-E, not A-M-Y. It was my mum trying to be posh by spelling it fancy. A-I-M-E-E. So just connect with me, really. That's That'd be lovely. That'd be lovely. I'm I'm all about just, you know, surrounding myself with good people. So just send a little connection, a little hey. If we are also not connected on LinkedIn yet, be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. I mean, the fact that we're all here, it means we're already on LinkedIn. So connect with both me and Amy, or you can follow our stuff. I also want to share, again, the VIP Communications Pass, which is on your screen right now. It's a great way for you to just stay on top of the workshops that we do, all the events that we do. And plus, if you can't attend, we email all the tips to you. I want to share with everybody, we have actually another Soulcast Media Live event happening next week. It's actually a solo one. So it's actually just going to be me. I'm going to be teaching communication confidence tips. And what's different about that one is I'm not going to have a guest. So it's actually just me teaching tips. So be sure to RSVP for that. You can do so by going to this website. Feel free to write it down. Soulcastmedia.com slash events. That will take you to the site where it'll talk about my next Soulcast Media Live. That's happening next week. So if you love this one, you want to keep learning, follow me, RSVP for that, because I love talking about communication. So that's kind of like my thing. So again, Amy, thank you so much for spending your evening with us. I know I've been you a fan to... of yours for a long time. So quickly just want to jump in and say thank you, Jessica. I followed your work for a really long time. And to have this time with you was a joy so thank you amy thank you so much and i know we were connected even before we even got on this together so thank you for even sharing your thoughts with me okay everybody we appreciate you so much i hope you have a great rest of your day evening wherever it is you're dialing in from and i actually hope to see you all next week at our event all right take care everybody bye hi there thank you so much for listening to this episode if you're inspired to begin improving your communications confidence, well, we'd love to help. 
Join our monthly communications membership where I teach a brand new communications workshop every single month. Or become a VIP member to access our best communications articles for life. Or maybe get one-on-one coaching with one of our board of communicators. We offer so many ways for you to learn and it's all housed on our website, soulcastmedia.com. Check it out and happy communicating.